The Very Good Adventuring Team podcast contains crass, foul, vile, terrible, immature, and mature content. Thunder, a Goliath Barbarian, and if you dishonor myself or my friends, my hammer will yearn for your face. This is Furitan Furcantries. I am a Dwarven Druid, and I like to find myself some nice leaves to sleep on. This is Peter McMoist. I'm a dark elf bard, and I'm the best fucking town crier in Terror Guard. Previously on the American Adventuring Team! Well, that sounds like a balloon. Peter had gone on a shopping trip to several local establishments and picked out a fine assortment of goods. Meanwhile, Jeff and Fjorten met Cicero Gwyn for their next job. They were asked to clear out some unknown monster, or monsters, in the basement of a shack. In return for their service, they would be granted a deed to this land. As they accepted the quest, Peter returned from his shopping and joined them. The gang entered the dungeon and began fighting the two stone golems they found inside. We rejoin them as they fight for their lives. Speaking of Fjorten, Fjorten, you are now up. What are you going to do with your uh, with your turn? You know, with your life, with whatever. I'll say, damn, that's some crazy spell you got there, and that's what I'll do. Just kidding. <laughs> and then turn around and leave. Eh, yep. Goodbye. Later. That looks like it sucks down here. Looking ahead at um, my buddy and compatriots over here being as slowed, I am going to attempt to entangle uh, Khalifa just because he's pretty close and I know they won't be able to move that far. Woo! Very good. Uh, would you care to draw for me a 20 foot square, uh, in other words, 4x4 four four on the grid? Mm hmm. Grasping weeds and vines sprout from the ground in a 20-foot square starting from a point within range. For the duration, these plants turn the ground into in the area into difficult terrain. A creature in the area when you cast the spell must succeed on a strength saving throw or be restrained by the entangling plants until the spell ends. A creature restrained by the plants can use its action to make a strength check against your spell save DC. On a success, it frees itself. Uh, so it looks like they're captured no matter what, uh, and your entangle square should be about twice that size. Uh, four by four instead of two by two. Oh, gotcha. Mm -hmm. Three, four. <clears throat> One, two, three, four. I can't quite get Jameson. Little punk. 
You little bitch. Go ahead and do that. Let me squeeze my hand now. One, two, three. Oh yeah, you yeah. got one more up. I've got one more up there, so it'd be it'd be that guy. Sweet. Is there yeah, let's leave that. Alright. So there is your twenty by twenty square. Khalifa is indeed restrained within that. And if I recall the restrained condition means your speed is reduced to zero, but you can do everything else. Uh, and they are automatically entangled. They put a little net icon to indicate that entanglement uh, for Khalifa. And they'll make a strength saving throw. What is your strength? Uh, sorry, what is your spell save DC again? 14. 14. So they're looking to beat a 14 with strength. That will happen later. Anything else on your current turn? This item in front of me, is that a considered a pillar this little rock thing uh yes that is a fully upright pillar how tall is that pillar do you feel uh it goes up to the ceiling and i'm gonna say based on these other pillars that ceiling's about 20 feet up which also means i need to retcon you guys are like 30 feet underground at least okay um i want to use my plot rod here (sighs) gasp and i want to be able to have this uh column possibly be pushed over Ooh, i think that that's the thing we can arrange so the column is now pushoverable uh and i am going to determine a little strength number that you gotta beat which one highlight it that will be sorry let me go ahead and that one it's a race it's a race all right all right is there anything else you would like to do on your turn mr fjorton you have made a my note says you a pillar is pushoverable <laughs> uh at the moment no okay mm, peter i have put the slow ability in the chat so that you can be reminded of all the things you can't do right now bearing in mind those conditions how would you like to spend your turn um think I'm going to shoot Khalifa with Mondays. Give him the Mondays. Uh, now, does if I have two attacks, does slow have anything to do with that? Or It very specifically says you cannot take more than one attack on your turn. Well then, I will take one attack on my turn. And that would be an 11. An 11, unfortunately, is not enough to hit Khalifa. Wow, wow. Uh, in a damaging way, anyway. Your arrow clatters off of their impenetrable stone skin. Okay. Then, for my bonus action, I will grant uh, Jeff Bardic Inspiration. Woohoo! That you can use to maybe save on this. Sweet. Uh, it is the end of your turn, I assume, right? Yes. Uh, so that gives you a chance to make that wisdom saving throw again. Wisdom saving throw. Wisdom. That's a 20. Oh, motherfucking yeah, you have saved. Do, do, do. Let's remove that little icon from you. Ba, ba, ba. And Jeff, it's over to your turn. Again, bearing in mind the conditions of the slow uh, effect from the golem, what would you like to do with your turn? Um, nothing. Well, you know what? I'll go up to this guy and I'll hit him. Okay. Uh, you do have enough movement to get there, and you do have the one attack that you can do. Um, I will... Eh, never mind, I'm not going to say that. 15. Unfortunately, a 15 is a miss. 
Would you like to do anything else with your turn? That I can. I'll stand pat. Very good. Make me your wisdom saving throw, and keep in mind that if you desire, you can add your bardic inspiration to it. Uh, 14. And what do we have? 17. So no, I'm not going to inspire. All right. What's your uh, bardic inspiration dice these days, Peter, by the way? It's an 8? I was just trying to figure that out. Uh, Oh, is it? I thought it was just a plus 2. No. If it's a D8, I'll roll Uh, it. Yeah. I think it's either a D6 or a D8. I can't remember when it changes. Uh, At the 5th level, it's a D8. It changes, so it would be a 1D8. And I rolled a 1. Shitty. Oh, Uh, no. uh, You lose the... the condition, or sorry, the bardic inspiration, but not the condition. Jameson, when it moves down to their turn, they are going to slog forward. 5, 10, 15, 20 feet. And they are going to attempt to slam and slam on Fjorten. Slam. Uh, that is a 22 and a 28. Both will hit. Uh, that is going to, holy shit. Uh, that's an 18 and a 24 for a total of, uh, what is that, 42 damage? (laughs) Oh my shit. Oh my, for 42? 42. Okay. On that, that turn. God. All right. And that concludes round one. Round two will begin with Khalifa. Um, do, do, do. let me just take a look here. Uh, Khalifa is going to take their turn to make a strength check. Uh, and they're going to try and rip themselves free. Uh, and with a 17, they're able to rip out of this difficult terrain. Boop. And they are now freed. They are still in the difficult terrain, so I believe they would uh, still have a cost on their movement, but they're no longer restrained. That, however, consumes their entire action for the turn. And Fjorten, we're back to you. Everybody has a plan until you get punched in the face. Mike Tyson. Fantastic. Truer words. Yeah, and that's exactly what happened. I had a cool plan, and then I got punched in the face. Twice. So, Jesus. So, quick, just the clarification on the spell... For this spell, Passive Without a Trace, mm-hmm. would that does that work when someone's right in front of you? Um, you got to give me something to work with yeah. as a DM, but typically, yes, I just I, I let that go. Like, you got to at least tell me, like, you're hiding behind a pillar or... Yeah, it makes sense, but I can't... Which sucks because I can't disengage from this guy because he will straight up kill me. Um, I would suggest that you can go two squares to the north, which would put you still within melee range, but would be oh, um, this out of his sight. Right here, this would work. You're on the other side of the pillar that you want to push over. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that would actually be the plan if that can work. I will go ahead and be right here. Um, and are we calling a, a pillar push as an action? Uh, if you want to push that pillar instead of casting that spell, I will absolutely let you do that. Um, and that would be uh, an action. Because you're like, it's going to take you all of your turn to like get up against this thing and shove. And I have a DC in mind. You want to do that? You want to try that? 
you know what? I'm gonna go for the Hail Mary because we're running away from this guy and yeah, we're gonna go for the Hail Mary. Motherfucker. Go ahead and give it a push by doing a strength check for me. Alright. Jesus, that would be a five. Unfortunately, a five is not enough. I was, I thought I was being pretty generous with this number, but okay. five is not enough. All right. Well, I will uh, healing word myself as a bonus action. Okay. Uh, you... No, never mind. I was going to say you could potentially get away without an attack of opportunity, but you did not pass without trace, so... Uh, go ahead and take yourself your nine hit points you just rolled. Okay. Anything else on your turn? If you did want to try and run, by the way, they would only get one attack of opportunity. One's all it needs. That's true. Very true. That guy hurts. Okay. Cool. Peter, it is over to you. Hmm. Um... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So is and kind of still behind the uh, the pillar? Yeah, they're doing like the Three Stooges routine right now where like the golem's looking on the left of the pillar and Fjortin's ducking around to the right. I'm gonna, With the pillar more or less between them. I'm going to kind of... If, if I were to cast like Thunder Wave from here, would Fjortin be uh, protected enough from behind the pillar? Let's just say yeah. Okay. Well, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to kind of move to the other side of Jameson. And I'm going to cast Thunder Wave at Jameson. A little bit towards Fjorten, but Fjorten's going to be protected behind the pillar. Okay. And I'm going to cast that at a third level. Sweet. That is a constitution save. These guys are very constituted. But not constituted enough. Look at that. Uh, your Thunder Wave strikes this golem. They rolled an 11, so they're going to take the full brunt of this damage, meaning they're, uh, what is it, pushed 10 feet? So let's push them to there. And do, 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 they're going to take the full 13 damage. Uh, and then, let's see here. I'm going to have you make... Uh, why don't you just roll me a d20? Three. Okay, so your thunder wave is not strong enough to knock the pillar down this time. <laughs> All right. Uh, what else would you like to do on your turn? Um, I'm going to give uh, Jeff a, a little bit more of a bardic boost there. Hopefully he can get unslowed. would be a great name for like a D&D themed craft beer. Bardic boost. Trademark vegan. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, no movement, right? Uh, good question. Yeah, I'll just move back over here. Jeff, it is returned to your turn. I'm gonna try to hit this guy with my hammer, I guess. Options okay. are fairly more limited than usual. Uh, you can, by the way, uh, like taking an action doesn't isn't a requirement for doing a bonus action, so you could rage instead if you wanted. Yeah, but then I don't. Don't I have to inflict damage or attack? Not the first turn. Oh. All right. Not trying to steer you in any particular way. I just didn't know if you knew that that was no, available. No, that's, that's why I didn't rage, actually. Uh, so I guess I'll go into a rage. Uh, you fucking golems. <laughs> mm. So angry about the golems. Cool. So you are now... Let me add another icon to your character. Uh, let's go with uh, this little fisty icon. That seems like a good one for rage. 
Um, and I'm assuming you're going to stay where you are? Yeah. Cool. Give me a wisdom saving throw. 17. 17. You are free of the shackles of this terrible, terrible effect. I shot at the heavens. Ah. Slow. I'll stand pat. Very good. Jameson on their turn. Uh, Jameson is a little pushed back, but is now moving back forward. They are going to attack Fjorten. That's going to be a... Oh, I'm sorry. I actually got to roll this other thing first. Uh, they are, instead of attacking, they are going to do the slam attack again. Or no, it's not the slam attack, the slow attack. Uh, so Fjorten, I need you to make a DC 17 wisdom saving throw. All right. Fjorten, show them what your wisdom's worth. Don't. 15. A 15 is not enough. You are now slowed. And that'll be Jameson's turn. Uh, round three begins with Khalifa. Khalifa's got Jeff right in front of them. Uh, and is going to do that attack. Uh, they did not hit the recharge thingy. So they're going to slam and slam. Those both hit uh, fairly easily. 25 and a 28. 24 and 22 uh, is going to be 46 divided down to 23 damage. And then Fjorten, it's back to you. Fjorten, seeing the great stone golem right in front of him, turns into a fart. (laughs) With gaseous form. Just totally just poops his pants and everything out with him turns to a misty cloud. You transform a willing creature you touch along with everything it's wearing and carrying into a misty cloud for the duration. The spell ends if the creature drops to zero hit points and incorporeal creature isn't affected. Uh, while in this form, the target's only method of movement is flying speed of 10 feet. The target can enter and occupy the space of another creature. Uh, the target has resistance to non-magical damage, and it has advantage on strength, dexterity, and constitution saving throws. Uh, you can pass through a bunch of shit, blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. You are now a fart. Ta-da. And in fart form, um, probably should have investigated whether these guys' attacks are magical, but so far I'm just seeing big fists come in the air. So, as a fart, I'm going to attempt to uh, slither away behind the pillar being okay. slowed I'll be uh, half so five feet very good uh, they are in fact magical attacks oh balls um, uh, but they only rolled a 14 which I think misses your armor class no I don't believe so nope you don't believe it misses or you don't believe it I hits I don't believe it misses it's, uh... the slow reduces your armor class also doesn't it uh, I don't believe so. Yeah, being slow doesn't make you less armored. Well, I misread the or scene. maybe it does. And while I was slithering away, Magical Beast saw me, and I am down. Uh, you turn back into your normal form. Uh, because you were at zero hit points. And I suppose that'll be all you can do on your turn. You know, the only thing that I am not sure about right now... uh, So you definitely lose that, but do you lose... 
I'm not sure if you lose the slow effect now that you're unconscious or not. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna have you make a wisdom save. Let's just treat this as normal for now. Even in sleep, he's slow. Wisdom save will be a 19. Nice. So you are not a fart, and you are not slow. He's dying at normal speed. Good. Good. <laughs> that would actually be amazing if you only had to take a death save every other turn. Uh, okay, so that's the end of that. Peter, you've got one companion down. The other one has been dropped by about a third of their hit points in one round. What would you like to do? Hmm. Um, I'm going to cast Thunderwave again. So I'm going to get up kind of behind this pillar one way or another here. Okay. And I'm going to cast Thunder towards Jameson once more. Okay. Uh, so they're going to make a constitution saving throw. Uh, they rolled a 14, so they are not pushed. They're going to take half of your 18 damage. So a grand total of nine. And once you roll me that d20 again. That would be a 20. Oh, <laughs> snap. Awesome. Um, okay, so I think there's only one way that this can play out, and I think it is that that gigantic pillar... Um, which is like, what did I say? Four, maybe even five feet thick and about 40 feet tall. Mm -hmm. Uh, that's going to come crashing down on Jameson here because it is blasted over by your very powerful thunder wave. And it makes sense, you know, cause you went right up to that pillar this time. Um, yeah. And I think that, I think that's just going to destroy Jameson. I think the pillar comes down and that's it. Yes. Eat shit, Jameson. Yes. I say in my sleep. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you guys are one combatant down. I, d I really don't think there's anything, at least in this size category, that could survive something like that. So, uh, Peter, what else would you like to do on your turn? Now, uh, I gave Jeff uh, inspiration last term. Did he have a chance to use it or no? Uh, he did not need to use it last time. Okay. Well, in that case... Um, I only have a bonus action here, but there's not much I can do with it, so uh, um, I'll just try to maybe get move over a little bit closer to Fjorten and see if maybe I can try to revive him next turn. Okay. Very good. Jeff, we move over to you. Uh, I'm going to hit uh, Khalifa with my hammer in a fit of rage. Uh, uh, 17. A 17 is a hit. 13 damage. Okay, 13 damage is done. I'll hit them again, if I may. 24. 24 is certainly a hit as well. 13 damage again. Very nice. Total of 26 damage is done. Very effective round for you, Jeff. Anything else you'd like to do on your turn? No, not a lot I can do without getting my ass handed to me. So I'll just stand here like a sucker. Round four begins with you standing like a sucker. Khalifa <laughs> is going to take... Uh, doo -doo -doo. Uh, that does not do the slow effect, so they're going to do a couple of slams at you. That's a 29 and a 17. Both. Uh, against your armor class, Jeff. Both hit. Uh, a 14 and a 19 would be uh, 16 damage for you after the halving. Hal halving? Halfing? I don't know how you'd say that. Uh, but 16 damage, that stops him there. Fjorten, 
I'm gonna have you make a death save. Here we go. 15! That's ah, a mark one success on your sheet. Yes. You took one step towards the light. Oh man, some some things I don't get to do often, so it's uh, it's bringing this game to life. For me, anyway. Yeah. Kind of harrowing. Because, uh, you know, I don't have you guys being best friends with the goddess of death this time, so, like, you know, you could just straight up die. <laughs> Peter, your turn. Uh, what can I what can I do for Fjordan? Uh, what you can do, and we don't do this often enough, so I have to Google it real quick. Do a wisdom medicine check lets you try to stabilize a dying companion or diagnose an illness. Uh, blah blah blah. So I'm gonna have you make me a medicine check, and I believe you just have to beat a ten, or sorry, meet or beat a ten, and that will uh, stabilize Fjordan. That's a 17. Look at that! Uh, ba, ba, ba. McMoist, coming in with the heat. <laughs> one second here. I just gotta look up what the actual... Uh, what the actual effect of that is, just to make sure I'm doing this right, because, well, it's just not a thing we do very much. In fact, have we ever done a medicine check before? I can't remember. I don't, I don't think we have. Uh, let's see here. How the fuck do I search this thing? So I took advantage of the fact that D&D Beyond is currently having their crazy Black Friday sale, and I finally purchased the rule books on there. So I'm going to try out this search thing. Why doesn't it fucking tell me anything about this? Maybe it's a... I'll have to bust out the book just because I know where it is in the book. The best way to save a creature with zero hit points is to heal it. If healing is unavailable, the creature can at least be stabilized so that it isn't killed by a failed death saving throw. You can use your action to administer first aid to an unconscious creature and attempt to stabilize it, which requires a successful DC-10 wisdom medicine check. A stable creature doesn't make death saving throws even though it has zero hit points, but it does remain unconscious. The creature stops being stable and must start making death saving throws again if it takes any damage. A stable creature isn't healed. Uh, oh, a stable creature that isn't healed regains one hit point after 1d4 hours. So, Fjordan, make me a 1d4 roll. What? <laughs> so, barring any other effects that might happen before then, you will be unconscious for one hour. Just a nap. Or if, you know, this stone golem kills everybody else and then comes back to you, then you might start making death-saving throws. Either way. Plan dead. He doesn't know. Sorry. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, so that is an action for your turn, Peter. Did you have anything else you would like to do? Nope. That's good. Excellent. Jeff, we return to you. Goody. <laughs> the slugfest continues. Yeah. I think I'm gonna end up on the losing end. Uh, hit with my hammer for 22. 22 is a hit. 14 damage. Very nice. And once more. 25. Also a hit. 14 damage. Nice. This guy is definitely bloodied, by the way. Um, yeah. Yeah, you just keep beating away at this thing, and it's a big dumb stone golem, so it's just kind of standing there taking it. Uh, I will say, for such a high AC that this thing has, you've been pretty darn successful so far, so nice work on that. 
If I uh, if I move but stay next to him, like, does he still get an attack of opportunity? The attack of opportunity is triggered by leaving the melee range of a creature. I see very little to gain. But I'm moving. I'll stay put. Cool. Round five begins. Khalifa is going to get their turn. They always and do. Start off. Oh, they're going to attempt to slow you again. <laughs> I need another. Uh, actually, Jeff is the only one in range. Jeff, I'm going to have you make a DC 17 wisdom saving throw. Five. Back to slow. Doesn't even pick up that DP icon. <laughs> Pay to use the inspiration. God damn it. Uh, but that's the only thing they're going to do on their turn, uh, so they don't slam you to death this time. of you fine, fine VGAT fans. Thanks for being with us. Specifically, I'd like to thank all of our Patreon patrons today. That includes Zicellery, Victor, Son of Sofaman, Regular Justin, Cooler Justin, Jimothy K. Meeplebeeps Jr., Gerg Murky, Jody, Eloise, Emily, DM Rob, Christopher, Chad, Bryant, Brian C., Bay Area Beer Socials, and Amber. All of you are absolutely remarkable, and we're so grateful for your support. Y'all pay the bills around here, and we can't thank you enough for doing so. I'd also like to take a brief moment to say Dankuvel to our friends from the Netherlands. Are you still out there, Mr. Seistrup? We genuinely hope so, and we hope that life is grand for you. Every once in a while I check in on if we're, you know, anywhere in any rankings or ratings, and we are currently number 23 in one of the small subcategories of games for, you know, for the Netherlands. It's just amazing to be on any kind of a chart anywhere. It's not a thing, you know, that happens to us. So, hey, thanks for listening, all of our Netherlands friends. And as for the rest of you, well, thank you too. Thanks for downloading, thanks for reviewing, thanks for donating, and thanks, just in general, for existing. The world is a better place because you're in it. And that's all I'm sharing today, friends. Let's get back into the action. Fjorten remains unconscious and essentially out of combat unless somebody can find a way to heal. So we're back to Peter. Mm. And there are no more pillars. Actually, I take that back. There is a pillar. Plot rod two. <laughs> I wouldn't want to make this roof any more unstable. So, uh... Yeah, this one pillar is holding up the roof for the whole room. That's right. You know, it's like a, a domed, arched ceiling, so just natural physics is holding it up uh, as well. But the pillars uh, were not doing nothing. Big natural physics? Uh-huh. Big natural physics. And on the roof, there are hot shingles in your area. <laughs> that was good. Hey. Uh, that was really good. I'm, I'm, still, I'm still processing. That was good. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. For as many duds as I've thrown tonight, it's nice to have a winner. Uh, all right. 
Let's see. Uh, let's see what I can do here. I don't know. Let's see. I don't know if this is gonna work, but I'm going to cast uh, disguise self. <laughs> and I'm going to disguise myself as like a baby stone golem. um okay so disguise self Uh, i think this is the first time we've used this spell it's a duration of one hour casting time of one action you make yourself including your clothing armor weapons and other belongings on your person look different until the spell ends or until you use your action to dismiss it you can seem one foot shorter or taller you can appear thin fat or in between you can't change your body type, so you must adopt a form that has the same basic arrangement of limbs. Otherwise, the extent of the illusion is up to you. Uh, do, do, do. Uh, it will fail to hold up to physical inspection, so if somebody tries to, you know, touch you, they will realize it's a fake. Mm-mm-mm. All right, so you appear, and there's no role to make sure that it works or doesn't, so, uh, yeah, you you straight up are a fucking stone golem now a baby stone golem (laughs) all right so this uh this rectangle that's still in the room like is that still like difficult terrain or what is that um is that a concentration spell i forget it might actually let's go ahead and check that oh yeah it is so i uh so unfortunately that is gone my apologies yeah, that was gone when I turned into gaseous form. Uh, but there is sort of a strip of difficult terrain, I guess you might say, in the places where this pillar is, because uh, that is fairly tall. So uh, it would re- reduce some movement speed. Uh, I'm I'm going to uh, I'm going to try to get this golem to come after me. Okay. okay. So I'm just gonna start crying. Like a like a baby golem, <laughs> as they do. You know, and, like uh, a baby golem. Could you please uh, demonstrate that for us? <laughs> and uh, I'm gonna just I'm gonna start like running up behind these pillars. Uh, okay. So, <laughs> good lord, how do we want to do this? Um, I think the first thing I need from you before we move off of this is a. Uh, man, I think I need a performance roll, but yes. you're damn right you're doing it at advantage. Not that you needed it. That was a 22. Yes. All right. So you are able to successfully appear to be a baby stone golem. Um, and this this other stone golem is convinced. I don't think there's any such thing as a baby stone golem in, you know, whatever else, but <laughs> that's kind of not how that works. But today it worked. So they all they all want go. babies. <laughs> this is a rare opportunity. I wonder how baby stone golems are made. By falling pillars. I just make them out of itty bitty rocks instead of anyway. All right. Uh, so ba- basically, I want to try to get them to come after me. Uh, how far? How fast can these things move per turn? Uh, what you have seen so far, I believe, demonstrates that they can move uh, thirty feet. Thirty feet. Okay, so they can move quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, uh, and you do have a big pillar in front of you, but that's only going to have the movement for those squares. All right. So that's kind of where I wanted to end up. 
and uh, and Jeff, you still have inspiration, right? You haven't used yours. Okay. Uh, all right, that's good for me. Sweet. Jeff, it is your turn. I'm gonna do the only thing I can and hit with my hammer. Twenty-six. Twenty-six will successfully strike this golem for thirteen damage. Thirteen damage is done. Man, are you getting close? I will stand pat. Oh, you know I'll take my out. Very good. Wisdom save. Yes, take your wisdom save. Nineteen. Nineteen. You are wise enough to shake off this effect. You don't even need the bardic inspiration. Yes. Very good. That definitely ends your round. Round six of combat, or I should say your turn, and round six of combat begins. And Khalifa is... I think Khalifa is going to disengage from Jeff uh, to avoid that attack of opportunity. And is going to go... 25 uh, so they're able to get very close to you Peter uh, but they do not have the movement to get to the far side of this pillar uh, so this Khalifa with arms extended in a very protective and I want to pick you up and take you away from these crazy attacking people gesture bounds across the room and uh, well I should say kind of bobs and weaves away from Jeff and then runs towards you and you get the distinct impression that if this uh, if this thing catches up to you, you're gonna get a hug. <laughs> Baby, it doesn't sound good. <laughs> I will hug him and squeeze him, and I will name him George. <laughs> Fjorten, uh, do you want to continue to be unconscious on your turn? <laughs> Just kidding, you are. I'm kidding. That was kind of a dick move. You are still unconscious though. Peter, it is up to you to decide how you'd like to deal with this advancing stone monstrosity um <laughs> i don't know uh, <laughs> uh i'm gonna run away i'm just gonna keep running around <laughs> uh let's see where can i go here do 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 i'll go like that <laughs> i like your drawn streak dip, 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 do. all right uh, i'm crying the whole time uh... <laughs> Uh, I think you can get... Oh, no, that's right. That's difficult terrain, so you're right where you should be. Cool. Uh, over to Jeff. There's a big crying stone golem baby running around the room that you recognize as your friend Peter. Even though I would imagine he's got big, giant, adorable Disney-like eyes. Jeff, uh, you can push that pillar over. Um, I'm more inclined to hit him a couple of times with my hammer. I'm going to run right up to Khalifa chasing that baby. Do it. Uh, she's distracted. Do I get advantage? She wants that damn baby. Uh, mm, I don't think I'm going to give you advantage for that. Nice try, though. Uh, 13. Can I use my inspiration? Or is that enough? Yes, you can. <laughs> That's an excellent opportunity to use your inspiration, actually. Uh, 6 for 19. And what a fantastic roll you made. That's definitely 13 a hit. points of damage. Motherfucker, they are down to wrecked. And we'll hit him again. Oh, shit. Not my turn. Oh, man. An 11 is not enough to do it, and you are out of Bardic Inspiration. Die. Oh, shit. Can he, he can't, can he have more than one at a time? Mm, no, you can only give one inspiration to one individual at a time. Uh, I know I can only 
give one at a time, but can one person have more than one inspiration? I'm fairly certain the answer to that is no, but let Oh, it, 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 yeah, it says that a creature can only have one inspiration die at a time. It says that. Well, there you go. Do so. Jeff, you've done uh, your two attacks and your movement. That should end your turn. It does. Round seven. Khalifa is on the friggin' ropes here. Uh, they are wrecked. There's a baby. They probably got a headache by now. This is a totally new situation. Battle. Not how they thought their day was going to happen. Just has it all, really. This is, this is the first time we've had babies directly in combat, I think, in the three years we've been doing this podcast. I'm not going to say it's the last, but <laughs> I think it's the first. It's working pretty good, so it's definitely not the last time. Yeah, but it's in our rep- <laughs> we have drowning, we have babies. I mean, this is our repertoire is just growing. We have it all. Where do we go from here? Drowning babies, probably. <laughs> <laughs> if they're imaginary, if it's an illusion. You went there entirely That's carefully. Illusionary yeah, babies. Of course. Of course they're illusory babies. Jeez, what do you think I am? A monster? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, okay, Khalifa on their turn. Khalifa's got to make a decision. Uh, what's Khalifa gonna do? What you gonna do? Ooh, Khalifa is... Oh, man. That's not how I thought that was gonna play out. Khalifa is not going to disengage from you, Jeff. They are instead going to... Five... Well, so they're going to get to here, and then you have the choice of an attack of opportunity or not. Oh, yeah, clearly. Okay. This is this is your roll to... Oh, jeez. My roll. Roll to ten. All right. They saved their action to pick up Peter, <laughs> which they have now reached, and they are going to... We're going to do this as a grappling check. Oh, man. Uh, so let me just double check that I'm doing the rules on that, right? When you want to grab a creature or wrestle with it, you can use the attack action to make a special melee attack, a grapple. If you're able to make multiple attacks with the attack action, this attack replaces one of them. Blah, blah, blah. You try to seize the target by making a grapple check instead of an attack roll. In other words, a strength athletics contested by the target's strength athletics or dexterity acrobatics. So they're just going to straight up roll strength. And I'm going to tell you right now, they got some motherfucking strength. And uh, Peter, you are going to decide to use either athletics or acrobatics to try and not be hugged. Um, I'm going to use acrobatics. You're going to have to beat a 13. Wow. How about an 18? Dude, I got to say, I'm really, really surprised at the outcome because they have a plus six. Nice. <laughs> Uh, so you were able to bob and weave, man. Float like a butterfly. Sting like a bee. You did not get a hug from Khalifa this time. Fjordan. I, I feel like I ran between her legs and I'm on the other side of her. <laughs> <laughs> Just greased on through. Try again next year. Oh, man. Waving Stay your baby arms me. in the air. <laughs> Never gonna catch me. Peter. Uh, it is now back to your turn. What would you like to do? Um, so Khalifa's definitely in melee range, right? Oh, absolutely. Um, 
I th you know, I could cast a spell here, but um, I'm, I think I'm just gonna do the conservative thing here and keep this illusion going. So I'm gonna disengage. I'm okay. uh, run screaming and crying, and I'm just gonna run over here behind this pillar. Okay. Uh, you do so. And then Peter, uh, sorry, I should say. And then Jeff, what would you like to do? I kind of want to sit back and watch this play out, but... <laughs> you want to see at least one hug happen? Yeah. I have enough room, I have enough movement to get around this corner, and I'm going to hit Khalifa. Uh, 14 damage. Or attack. Uh, do, do, do. I'm sorry, a 14 isn't enough to hit? Sick. 22. But a 22 surely is. damage. You raise your enormous weapon and bring it down between the shoulder blades of Khalifa as it attempts to catch a scurrying Peter baby. And <laughs> Peter baby. God. <laughs> Peter baby. <laughs> Stop You're hit. running away from me. Peter, baby. <laughs> Peter, baby. Stop <laughs> trying to run away from me. Anyway, uh, you strike down with your, uh, with your massive weapon here right between those shoulder blades, and it's like you pushed the keystone out, and Khalifa just crumbles into a pile of rock and brick. You have destroyed these two combatants. And I'm just gonna take a moment here to say that I more or less designed this encounter that you guys probably weren't gonna win uh, and that I was hoping you'd be like, holy shit guys, they killed us almost in one round. We should run and come back later. Yeah. Uh, and then you fucking just went ahead and won. So like, <laughs> awesome work. Yay, plot rods and Peter babies. If uh. Sam hadn't pushed over that column onto that one. I was going to run away on my next turn. Oh. And I gotta tell you, it would have been a good decision. Well, as it turned out, no, but... Oh, that first round, I was hoping you would come over and push over that column. You went over to the left. I said, uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> All right. Well, so here you guys are in what is effectively your new basement. You take a quick look around the room. You see that uh, from the south end of the room... Uh, where I kind of started you guys off. Uh, it's the lip up going to a stone entrance, which goes into that, uh, what now I have to retcon and say, about a 30-foot tunnel up to the surface uh, that's in your shack. You notice also that there are two doors, uh, a door to the left and a door to the right. The room is otherwise adorned with a bunch of fallen pillars and crumbling stone. Uh, you do see a little throne-like chair in the far north of the room. And yeah, that's the room that you're in. Um, and I'm going to shortcut this to say there's two doors on either side of the room. Both of them are jammed so tight that you cannot get them open right now. Uh, do I see the corpse of whomever Cicero sent in here previous to us? Um, you do not see... You do not see any corpses in here, no. Uh, but I will say that you do see uh, blood and some viscera from previous combat. Mm -hmm. And how about this? Why don't you make me a perception roll? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, ten. 
I perceive a fart. <laughs> it was the chair. The chair, yeah. Uh, so you can see some... I, I'll tell you what. Uh, you... Hmm. Let's see here. What do you find out with a 10? So you can't see... Like, you can't tell from what's going on here um, how many or how much or how anything else, like, quantity or scale-wise. But what you can tell from where you are in the room is that this this mess and nonsense goes to uh, the right side door, almost like something was dragged in that direction. And you don't see anything going towards the left door. And there you go. We can't get any of these doors open. Uh, yeah, and I'm, I'm just gonna, like, magic DM voice here just to say that, um, essentially this is going to be at a room that's important later for you guys for various reasons, but I don't have that fully prepared right now, so that's all that there is of interest in this room. <laughs> Alright, so let's go, did Cicero hang out waiting for us, or is he back in the... He went back on his way to, to wherever he normally hangs out. We gotta wait at least an hour or so. <laughs> yeah, for Fjorten to be awake again. Want to pick me up and take me? No, we'll hang out and fan your face wake and up. <laughs> just <quite laughs> wake up in the government building. You have the vapors. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. The last time we adventured. You guys had gone down at the behest of Cicero Gwyn to clear out the basement of a uh, a little shack over on the east side of town, which I believe I indicated to you a couple times uh, in that area of town, east of the Heart River. You went down in there, you found two big stone golems, and you killed them. You killed them good. Your dear friend Fjorten was knocked. I'm sorry. What? I wouldn't say we killed them good. We got pretty fucked up. Yeah. Have we rested since true. then? You have not rested yet, and in fact, uh, your dear friend Fjorten was knocked unconscious and uh, was unconscious for an hour. And as you look over, uh, as you're exploring around the space a little bit, Fjorten returns to consciousness. And here you are in the basement of this. You have not well rested yet. Uh, You're just... (laughs) Who the fuck wrote Wiener Hall on the map? (laughs) You mean that's that's not the name of our building? I mean, you can name it whatever you want. I just wasn't expecting it to pop up right in the middle of me saying that. <laughs> All right, so you guys are at Wiener Hall. Well done. Wiener. We'll write that down as canon. Wiener Hall. Done. Oh. Who has the plot rod, by the way? Oh, God, how could I forget the plot rod? Because I was going to say, I use my plot rod to save us. You need to add that to the instructions. Assign plot rod. Oh, I do. I do, in fact. I'll do that right now. The forest looks like popcorn. It's making me hungry. Sorry, what looks like popcorn? The Saka forest. It does look like popcorn, doesn't it? I don't. I can't remember where I got that drawing style from. Saka caramel corn forest. Oh, and I didn't write it down in the heat of battle. What did you What did you actually do last time, Sam, to to earn that plot point usage? Um, I went ahead and made one of the pillars collapsible. Collapsed it on the the big guy. We had a good stretch of forgotten's in there. 
Uh, yes, very much so. Are you making good use of uh, the give your balls a tuck spot? No, actually, I, I keep forgetting about that. I've used it, I think, I think I've only used it once. I don't even remember what it does. It's on the plot point thing. Explosions! can't believe we've had 32 plot rods. So many rods. It's still a lot of rods. It's a fair number of forgotten rods, but there was a lot of rods. I had to tuck my own balls, but I very much enjoy my own plot rods. Just reading <laughs> them all. <laughs> I think you've made pretty good use of them. Made a guard slip on <laughs> Jerry has the plot rod this time. I like that the first time it got missed, I wrote, whoops, didn't use it. And then everything after that is just forgotten, 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 <laughs> forgotten. <laughs> just fucking gave up. Fjorten, you wake up in this uh, in this, uh, this basement with these defeated golems. Uh, and you look around and, well, what are, you, what are you thinking? What are you doing? The last thing I remember it is, I believe we just crushed a big monster with that stone pillar. And uh, now I'm just... Kind of, whoa, did, did we win? Did, are we okay? Here we are, right? Yay! And then I kind of get to my feet and start exploring this underneath cavern here. Cool. Jeff, what are you uh, What are you doing? It's been a whole hour. You've had time to wander around in here and look around. And To be honest, you haven't found much of anything. Uh, it's a pretty boring room on its own. I'm yawning. I'm tired. Regular John Henry over here. Steel driving man. Column breaking man. I think we should take a long rest, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and what about you, Peter? What are you doing in this time? Yeah, checking out the place. Wasn't there a door around here we couldn't get in? There were two doors, in fact, that, as mentioned last time, I even I don't know what lies beyond them quite yet. Well, I just look, look at those doors and wonder about all the possibilities. Actually, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'm going to retcon this just a little bit, and we're going to say that uh, you guys can tell that the western door down here, there must have been a cave-in or something like that, and so that that door is, like, permanently effed. And uh, the door on the right, I think with an hour's worth of trying between the two of you while you wait for Fjorten to wake back up, you manage to prize that door open. On the other side of that door, though, you don't find anything too terribly exciting. You just see that there's a, a long cave or cavern or what's the right word for a tunnel? Underground tunnel. How about underground tunnel? I bet that's the right word for it. Uh, you just see that sort of stretching away from you in the darkness. Hey, do you want to see where this... No, no. I kind of rub my wounds. Well, I guess I'll close the door and lock it. That door is closed. That door is locked. A little bit of a, if we're resting, are we planning to kind of make this our new stationary base area? Or are we just kind of keeping this as a newly found shed for ourselves? Because we get to keep it. Maybe we should go talk to that dickhead that sent us in here. Have we talked to him? Cicero? Or do you leave? Where do you go? Was the offer on the table? This is going to be our place? Yep. He said we get it, and then we can go ahead and talk to him. He was going to go down to the government buildings to the south. And being a snooty government official. We're the proud owners of Winter Hall now. <laughs> Do I see any beds? Uh, no, this room is just a... Uh, uh, let me see here. How big did I make this room? It's about 40 feet wide. And 
and about 55 let's just let's just round that out to 60 so it's a 40 foot by 60 foot room which is honestly pretty big now that I think about it mm-hmm. uh, I had originally given you guys a uh, a battle map of this um, but I don't think we're really gonna reuse that or maybe we could I don't know if you want to keep all this shit and pillars and crap that were all over the floor here but um, but yeah, this it's about a 40 foot by 60 foot room, and the only things you really see in here are just crappy ruins and uh, worn out old tapestries. There is a single chair, a single throne-like chair at the north end of the room, though. Did we, like, wreck the foundation of Wiener Hall by pushing down all these pillars? Uh, you might want to put some work into rectifying that. So yeah, maybe this is a work in progress because there's no, no real beds, no pooping holes, no way to wash your hands. I think we're standing in a pooping hole. <laughs> whole damn thing's a pooping hole until you declare it not. One big scooting hole. All right. Well, I guess I guess we go explore the rest of the Winter Hall. Uh, did you guys want to do the resting first? Yep. Good idea. Well, I mean, there's no beds here. Maybe there's some beds upstairs or something. Oh, the upstairs is like literally just a shack, a small shed uh, that pretty much covers this hole. Let's say the upstairs is a is like a, a ten. I think I might have even said this. It's like a ten foot by ten foot, you know, garden shed almost. Like in in modern terms. So this is Wiener Hall. We're in Wiener Hall. Mm-hmm. I thought I got the impression like this was some kind of like mysterious basement or something like that. But it is a mysterious basement. But there's no nothing above it to justify calling it a basement. We don't want to travel too far. We'll find the Wiener Ball uh, Balrog. What the hell is his name, Lord of the Rings? I thought you were going to say the ballroom for Wiener Hall. <laughs> <laughs> I want to find that room. <laughs> I mean, Wiener Hall is like right in town. Like, I don't know if you guys want to sleep here, but still literally have our own beds two blocks away. Yeah, we should go sleep in our own beds. Sounds good. I don't like that door up the tunnel. Probably a safer option. Right on, gentlemen. So you are going to exit Wiener Hall for now. You close up the shack up top. You head back home. Uh, and you you get yourself a nice nice long rest. Nothing bad's going to happen to you in the basement of... Uh, uh, fucking why can I not remember the name of... Uh, the Sneaky Brisket. And so you long rest successfully. Please enjoy your hit points and spell slots and other various character enhancements as they return to you. By the way, you do get uh, 5,900 experience points for completing this. Well, you haven't completed it 100% yet. You still need to go back and talk to Cicero. So we're not adding that quite in? Not quite. It's not You're not going to go up a level anymore. Campaign 2, episode 56, Dying at Normal Speed, was released on January 10th, 2021.
Join us again in a week when we get up to who knows what kind of shenanigans on... Vegan! 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 The Very Good Adventuring Team! Yes! Eat shit, Jameson. Yes!